Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Say When, a Geeky Podcast. I'm Sally, and I'm here with my co-host, Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I finally moved, so I'm in a bit of a different space, Mm -hmm. lots of tall ceilings, and so we'll see how I sound. Hopefully, I don't sound like I'm podcasting from Cathedral Caverns. I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) I'm sure it'll be fine. It's fine. Um, It's kind of a big week in our news and notables because at long last, Infinity War is coming out. I already have my tickets. Do you really? That's right. You do. You have like a super duper awesome ticket. Well, 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 what happened was, (laughs) no, um, Uh (laughs) I am, (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) So actually what happened was, my girls are in school, obviously, on Fridays, and it's really hard to get a babysitter and really expensive to get a babysitter. So I got tickets for first thing on a Friday morning because I don't work on fr- most Fridays. And so my husband and I are going to drop the girls at school, go for breakfast, and then go go to see Infinity War in IMAX. So we're very excited about that. And so that's that's, wonderful. We're having a morning date instead of an evening date. And um, that's really, yeah, we're excited about it. But um, yeah, have you decided when or you've got that last push for other stuff this weekend? Yeah, I've got a lot of personal stuff going on with this move. So um, I am going to probably put the movie off unfortunately for a few days but not very many i'm just gonna yeah. <laughs> i can't wait too it's long i one. know it's it's killing me <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah. um i'll i'll definitely get around to it within a few days of its release so yeah super excited yeah. we'll be able to talk about it i know like it's gonna kill you to go watch it friday and but have you'll have your be... husband to talk about it with so my husband does not do that he does he not do that my husband, we go to the movies, right? And he's good for about five minutes worth of discussion. That's not enough. I have to like decompress and cogitate. And then I have to talk about it for at least as long as the movie is. And he's just like, yeah, that's good. It was good. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, help me out here. But, you know, it's whatever. It's what I, I'll, I'll figure it out. I do have other friends that are going to see it early, so hopefully I'll I'll, I'll have somebody to talk to soon about it. But yeah, well maybe who I knows? Want, maybe I something. want to talk with it about you, so I'm just going to need you to sort of pencil that movie in. And uh, oh, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> Got to get that penciled in quick. So, <laughs> yeah, and then um, other news and notables. Well, I mean, it's I think just kind of more of the same because we've got this big stretch of movies coming up that we want to see right Deadpool's coming out in May solo on Memorial Day weekend and then uh we've got Ocean's 8 coming up in June on June 8th right so right I'm certain they picked that on purpose but so all of that and then July gets into like Ant-Man and the Wasp and then was there another movie you wanted to see that we had not really talked about or um I feel pretty Right. Kind of has been on my radar lately. It's mm-hmm. been showing up in my news feed a lot. I've been seeing um, interviews with Amy Schumer, and mm-hmm. um, she actually had an interview with Oprah that was really kind of nice that I just watched today, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But she says, you know, it's been, the movie's been getting a lot of um, criticism, and I'm not sure that the trailer portrays it in the best light. And Amy even, I think, says as much or something along those lines. And she said, just go see it. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's really, the movie's really all about body positivity and finding self esteem, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that the trailer just doesn't do it justice. So I think I'm going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have a hate on for Amy Schumer like some people do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's probably going to have a positive message, hopefully. Hopefully, I haven't been duped. <laughs> you so, know, I wonder, this may sound, I don't know, I'm going to say it anyway. I wonder if the people who've been critical are men or women, by and large. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, yeah, I just wonder about that. I wonder if that's one of those movies that just speaks very differently to different genders. Um, And I could see where it would be very controversial among some women as well, I think, um, about what body positivity means, what it should mean. And um, just to explain that a little bit, I know people who are very, very health conscious and they, um, it's not that they're trying to make people who carry around a little bit of extra weight necessarily feel bad about the way they look, but they're point when they talk is just simply that it's much healthier to carry around less weight and speaking as someone who struggled with that battle for the last gosh 20 years um it sometimes hurts to hear someone say those things but at the same time intellectually I understand that there are healthy body weights and there are unhealthy body weights at both ends of the spectrum, right? And and it's just real, it's real hard. It's just real hard. And, and I could see where that movie might strike different people differently, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that I think we need to talk more about. Um, and I'm right there with you. I've struggled, you know. And, um, but I've also been on the other end where I was, a volunteer at an eating disorder clinic and witnessed some of these young girls and the things Mm. that they did to their bodies to try and stay thin because of what, you know, the expectation is. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's just something that we need to overcome and Mm -hmm. get a correct message out for what healthy looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Healthy is not always thin. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've seen these old pictures of, like, Miss America from 1956. Well, Miss America in 1940s and 1950s, you know, there ain't a thigh gap to be seen. And today, it's like, mm-hmm. in order to be considered beautiful, you you have to have no meat on your legs. And it's like, well, how do your legs work if there aren't actually muscles there, you know? Um and, and I, I right. am concerned about that because, you know, I've got three girls that I'm trying to raise to not, not be, or three girls that I'm trying to raise to be healthy. And this it's just a constant challenge, which is with all the messages that people are sending. So I'll be really interested to hear what you have to say about that movie and if it's appropriate. Um, 
I mean, and the truth of the matter is I already hear it with my 10 year old. She's already like, oh, I need to lose weight and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, baby, you're 10. But at the same time, we're trying to help her get better eating habits even already. You know, it's just, it's just such a struggle. Like, well, it sounds like you're doing the right thing and I mean, you've got her set on the right path. And the fact that you've just, you know, you're aware I mean, which a lot of parents and you're not saying things that are detrimental. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who, you know, was telling me about her mother basically giving her kudos for starving herself when she was a young child and how damaging that was to her as she went into adulthood. You know, she hadn't eaten. She confided in her mother that she hadn't eaten, you know, but a very small amount and then mm-hmm. in a week and to try to get ready for some event. And mm-hmm. her her mom was basically telling her how proud she was of her for that. Mm. Um, See, and so this is what, it's just troubling, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, I, wow, I feel like I'm really like going off the rails on this one, but I, this movie is bringing up some some things that are some things that are really important and mm-hmm. so yeah we'll go check it out and see okay All i'll right. let you know i'll report back <laughs> report back let us know yeah. inquiring yeah. minds want to know that's we're kind of talking about serious things even though what's our motto nothing serious to hear <laughs> 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 we might have to change that one but um no we'll go back movie. to not serious here just in a minute <laughs> another movie i watched um since our last podcast was mother which i'm really really late to the party on that one um and that one wow blew me away and i'm well for very interested in maybe doing a podcast about that movie if i can convince you to do so um well, for our readers who are not familiar with the movie, it is, I think, Darren Aronofsky's latest film, and it stars Jennifer Lawrence in the mm-hmm. titular role of Mother, and then there are some other big names in that film. Michelle Pfeiffer, yes? Yes. And mm-hmm. then, I'm not sure who the male lead is, Javier or something? I'd, I'd have to yes. look that up. And it, Bardem? Uh, okay, I believe you. <laughs> um, it is... One of these movies that I think means different things to different people. Wow, that was completely uninsightful. Movies all mean different. <laughs> but even Darren Aronofsky has said that, you know, it's a movie that will fall apart if you think about it too terribly much. Um, but he's also said that it's supposed to represent a number of different things, and some of which are pretty controversial. And it's not that I... Uh, I'm opposed to doing a podcast on mother. Um, but that would definitely be a little more serious than our. It would be. Totally would be. Nothing um, serious to hear. But, you know, maybe appropriate considering Mother's Day is coming up. I, I know that's a stretch. But anyway. <laughs> you can see I'd, the look on your face right now. I'd rather do. I'd rather talk about Infinity uh, War yeah. for after Mother's Day. Oh, to of say. course. Well, of course, we're going to talk about Infinity War. So, <laughs> can, but, we, can we maybe yeah, yeah. do that when it's not, not Mother's Day when I'm trying to be happy with my children? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> oh, geez. Just throwing yeah, it out there. Oh, goodness, that <gasps> movie. Um, but moving along. Okay, okay. Okay, so we promised nothing serious to hear. So today in our meat and potatoes, we're going to do something completely off the rails. As you all know, I am a huge Harry Potter fan. I have, uh, of course, read all the books multiple times, and I've seen the movies, and I've gone to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and I may actually have a Harry Potter-inspired tattoo. Um, All of those things apply to moi, and I may or may not be indoctrinating my 10-year-old into the Harry Potter fandom as we speak, but that having been said... There is a hole in my life, and my darling best friend since middle school is not a Potterhead. <laughs> she has never even been sorted into her Harry Potter house, and that friends cannot stand. So tonight, she is going to be sorted into her Harry Potter house via Pottermore. We shall see if she's going to be a Gryffindor like me, a Hufflepuff like Tonks, a Slytherin like Draco, or... A Ravenclaw, like Cho. My money, which is worth precisely nothing because it's not wizarding money, is on Gryffindor. Really? For mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. That having been Interesting. said, who the heck knows? <laughs> and I think Melissa also wants to do her Patronus test, and I will talk about what my Patronus is before she gets into her Patronus test. So, Melissa, you have logged on yes. to Pottermore. Let's I've do logged this. on. I'm ready to be sorted and discover my house. So I'm going to click that button and I'm going to begin the experience. It says it gives you an option to read the story or to go straight into the sorting ceremony. Straight into the sorting ceremony. So we're going to go straight into that. Um, I'm excited. I'll finally be able to tell you what what I actually am. So... um, the question, the first question is, dusk or dawn? Hmm. I'm going to go with dusk. Okay. Go with your gut instinct on these questions, by the way. Like, try Absolutely. not to think too much about them. Okay. Four goblets are placed before you. Which would you choose to drink? The foaming, frothing silverly silvery liquid that sparkles as though containing ground diamonds hmm. the smooth thick richly purple drink that gives off a delicious smell of chocolate and plums the golden liquid so bright that it hurts the eye and which makes sunspots dance all around the room The mysterious black liquid that gleams like ink and gives off fumes that makes you see strange visions. Okay, so do I want to get high? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do I want a headache from eye pain? Um, The smooth, thick, richly purple drink that gives off the delicious smell of chocolate and plums. That sounds appealing to me. I like smooth thick and rich that would be a good descriptor for my coffee so I'm gonna go with that one um all right which would you rather be envied 
imitated, trusted, praised, liked, or feared. I am definitely going to go with trusted. Truth and justice. There you go. Truth and justice. Yes. All right. If you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Oh, pets. (laughs) (laughs) Brace yourself. A tabby cat. A Siamese cat. A ginger cat. Are these all cats? Um, A black cat. A white cat. An owl. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a tawny owl. The owls, the owls, a screech owl. The owls are for communications. Just so you know, you can send letters in the Wizarding World with owls. Just Ooh. so you know. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Brown owl, snowy owl, barn owl, common toad, natterjack toad, a dragon toad. A harlequin toad, a three-toed tree toad. Okay, and we're back to tabby cat. So I'm definitely going to go with owl without even having to think too difficult about it. But I don't know, like, which owl. Hold on. I need to look something up because I should know this. But <clears throat> okay, let me let me back up to owls and look at these different types of owls again. I think. A barn owl is probably, I don't know what a a tawny owl is, though. And a horned owl is not an option, which is what I would choose. Okay, we're going to go with barn owl. Which of the following would you most hate people to call you? Ordinary, ignorant, (laughs) cowardly, selfish. Hmm. I think because I have dealt with selfish people, extremely, obscenely selfish people, I'm going to say I would hate for people to call me selfish. All right. I can see that. (laughs) I can see that. Seriously. I can see that. If you could have any power, which would you choose? Ooh, this is fun. (laughs) The power to read minds. That could be dangerous. Oh, Uh, I'm not sure I'd want to do that. I don't know if I want to know what some people are thinking. I don't want people to know what I'm thinking. Mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. The power of invisibility, the power of superhuman strength, 
The power to speak to animals. Hmm, that could be interesting. The power to change the past. Oh, my goodness. Mm. That's tempting. Uh, mm. The power to change your appearance at will. Hmm. Ooh, tox is one of those. Hmm. The power to change my appearance at will is very... I think I'm going to have to go with that. That just... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Okay. All right. Moving right along. One of your housemates has cheated in a Hogwarts exam by using a self-spelling quill. Now he has come top of the class in charms. Beating you in second place. Professor... Sorry, I'm having a little difficulty reading this. Professor Flitwick is suspicious of what happened. He draws you to one side after his lesson and asks you whether or not your classmates used a forbidden quill. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> the options are <laughs> lie and say you don't know, but hope that somebody else tells Professor. Uh, tell Professor... That he ought to ask your classmates and resolve to tell your classmate that if he doesn't tell the truth, you will. Tell the professor the truth. If your classmate is prepared to win by cheating, he deserves to be found out also as you're both in the same house. Any points he loses will be regained by you for coming first in his place. And lastly... You would not wait to be asked to tell Professor Flitwick the truth. If you knew that somebody was using a forbidden quill, you would tell the teacher before the exam started. Um, well, you know, I'm all about truth and justice. Um, so I would definitely tell the professor, but I would give the student the opportunity to, the classmate the opportunity to tell him and tell him if he doesn't tell him, I will. So... That's my choice. Heads or tails? Heads. That was my second I guess. Knew. <laughs> you know what? As soon as you said the the answer about um, you would tell if the I was like, oh, she's a Hufflepuff. She's a Hufflepuff. I knew yeah, it. I, I, knew I would it. tell what when you said that you would tell if the classmate didn't. I was like, oh, that's Hufflepuff. And the other thing that gave me gave it away for you for being Hufflepuff was the drink. I was like, okay, that's Hufflepuff, but she might still come up with some Gryffindor stuff. Um, so, um, do you want to tell our listeners what it says about what Hufflepuff is? So you yeah. know too. More about my house. Let's see. So, you probably know that some of Hufflepuff's most renowned members include, I don't know any of these people. So, don't worry Nymphadora about Tonks yep. and Cedric Tonks. Diggory. Yes. Um, but did you know that Hufflepuff's house ghost, the Fat Friar, still resents the fact that he was never made a cardinal? Or that Hufflepuff has produced the fewest dark wizards of any house of Hog at Hogwarts? Mm-hmm. Here you can discover more about your beloved house through writing by J.K. Rowling, articles by Pottermore, and all the latest. Blah, 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 blah. 
Okay. Yeah. That's you have just to do all that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um I'm just scrolling through here. I'm a Hufflepuff. I guess that. I'm not even a Potterhead. And I yeah. kind of like just from having conversations with you, I was like, it sounds like I'm probably a Hufflepuff. But now I'm really excited to know officially that that is what I am. Well, here's the great irony. Okay, first of all, I love Hufflepuffs. I think Hufflepuffs have the best house um, in a lot of ways. And I, I say that as a Gryffindor. Um, but a lot of people... They kind of look down on Hufflepuffs because the they just do. They look down on Hufflepuffs and um, like because all the different houses are known for different things. Like Gryffindors are known for being bold and kind of and brave and um, a little bit reckless. And then the Slytherins. I sent you the thing. Like the Slytherins are known for being cunning and sly and. Um, leaders but in a very you know they, they it it may as well be their motto i may not win i i will win it may not be today but i will win that's kind of the slytherin mm-hmm. i found and, yeah go ahead i found more information okay like, go ahead. there is more okay, about go. hufflepuff it says congratulations um I'm delighted to welcome you to the Hufflepuff house. Our emblem is the badger, an animal that is often underestimated because mm-hmm. it lives quietly until attacked. But which, when provoked, can fight off animals much larger than itself, including mm-hmm. wolves. Mm-hmm. Our house colors are yellow and black. Yes. Um, that's perfect. Same yes, colors as yep. high school and college for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, high school and, and sorority for me. So a form of college for me. <laughs> But I'm not in that house. Our so, house, you know. um, yeah. And our common room lies on one floor below the ground, on the same corridor as the kitchens. Um, now there are a few things you should know about Hufflepuff House. First of all, let's deal with the perennial myth about the place, which is that we're the least clever house. Wrong. Hufflepuff is certainly the least boastful house, but we've produced just as many brilliant witches and wizards as any other. Want proof? Look up Gordon uh, Grogan Strump, one of the most popular ministers of magic of all time. He was a Hufflepuff, as were the successful ministers uh, Artemisia, forgive me if I pronounce these wrong, Lufkin and Dugald McPhail. Then there's the World Authority on Magical Creatures, uh, Newt Scam- Scamander? Newt Scamander. Um, when Commander, okay. Yeah. Well, did, <laughs> you are, fan, did you see? Did you see? There are fantastic- heads cringing all over the place. Now. Did you but, see um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Yes. That's Newt. Oh. That you're oh. in the same house as Newt. Sweet. He had oh. his um he had his Hufflepuff scarf in his uh, suitcase. When you open it up, that uh, golden black scarf was his Hufflepuff scarf. Nice. Which was a little Easter egg for Hufflepuffs and Potterheads in general. So, yeah. Pretty cool. That is cool. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much, it's just going on about all the Hufflepuffs, which I'm going mm-hmm. to go in. Yeah. That, but, uh, is there anything else interesting in here? Uh, there probably is, but you, you know. Um, for anyone who, should I tell them a little bit about Gryffindor? 
Yeah. Um, so, um, the founder of Melissa's house is Helga Hufflepuff, and the founder of my house is Godric Gryffindor. Um, and my colors are red and gold, and um, the sorting hat says, You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set the Gryffindors apart. Um, Hufflepuff, the her, her, Helga Hufflepuff handed down a cup, and that became like her artifact. Gryffindor's artifact was a sword, which could be used to kill, um, oh, Horcruxes, which is a pretty big deal. And so, so, um, yeah, Harry Potter is a Gryffindor like his mother and his father before him. And, um, one of my favorite Gryffindors is Neville Longbottom. He went back to, back to Hogwarts, uh, during the year that Harry and company were searching for the Horcruxes to kill Voldemort, and he was there defending all the uh, all the kids from the very not nice people at Hogwarts, and so yeah, I have to love Neville Longbottom, and the the actor who played Neville Longbottom is going to be at the Atlanta Comic Con, which is why I am like on pins and needles to go to the Atlanta Comic Con in July. Um, I, my house ghost is nearly headless Nick. Um, Melissa, you might laugh at this. Nearly headless Nick wants to participate in the, uh, headless horseman games, but he can't because he's only nearly headless. When they chopped his head off, they didn't get it all. And so his head like flips <laughs> and it sucks for him. Right. So, um, yeah. And, um, the Ravenclaw, I, for the Pottermores out or Potterheads out there, you already know Ravenclaw. They value learning and wisdom and wit, and um, that's all I'm going to say about that. And then Slytherin, I've already said a little bit about Slytherin. Some of my favorite people are Slytherins. So anyway, that's that. Now, <laughs> um, my Patronus is a little strange for Gryffindor. Uh, my Patronus is actually a fox, and um, Gryffindors don't very often get foxes as Patronuses. Um, yeah, which is interesting. That seems to imply a certain level of sneakiness. So I guess I am a bit of a sneaky Gryffindor. I don't know what that means exactly. Maybe I should have been sorted almost into Slytherin. I don't know. I, interesting. Yes. I, I think of myself as being a bit of a Gryffindor. But, um, yeah. And, and, and for a long time, I didn't accept that I was a Gryffindor. For a very, very long time. And I finally just, because I got sorted into Gryffindor so many times, I just accepted that I was a Gryffindor and said, fine, I'm a Gryffindor. So it sounds strange, but there it is. So did you want to take that part of the, now the Patronus quiz, you have to go pretty quick. Like, it's like, you pick one characteristic of two. So... Mm -hmm. You, you have to, it's pretty quick. It like times out. So you got to. Is that on the same site? Where is yeah, that? Yeah. If you go back to your profile. I'm looking for it. If you go back to your profile, you should be able to find it. Okay. Like find your Patron. It's like my Patronus. And while my you're looking. Yeah. While you're looking for that, my Patronus is a fox. Um, and, um, 
my wand is a laurel wood with phoenix feather which i thought was cool and it is a supple flexibility and then my Il ilver morning house which is the american house um is thunderbird so yeah yeah have you found it yet i did okay right, ready cool. i'm ready okay let's see what my patron for those of you who, do you want to go ahead and take it and I'll just be talking about what a Patronus is? Sure, yeah, that's okay. good. Um, a Patronus, for those of you who don't know, um, the, the spell basically translates to I wait a guardian and it's expecto patronum. And um, your Patronus, it's a very powerful spell. You'd have to be able to do some pretty advanced magic if this was real life and in order to cast a Patronus and um, a fully developed, like fully corporeal Patronuses are very difficult to cast. And if you're able to, it's an animal that is your guardian basically. And your guardian can be used to chase away things like Dementors, which basically are soul sucking creatures, which is a terrible, terrible thing. And, um, I, I think it's kind of cool. Like if you look at the Harry Potter stuff, his Patronus is the same as his dad's, um, his dad's, um, animal and his mom was a, a doe and Harry's is a stag and Ron's is a little terrier and Hermione's is an otter, which I, those were interesting choices to me. Um, Neville Longbottom, to the best of my knowledge, was never able to cast a, a fully realized Patronus, but he could do a, um, a non-corporeal Patronus. So he had a little one. He didn't do, like, the big full one. And um, they eventually used these Patronuses for communications devices and all that stuff, too, in the, in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So, anyway, it's a lot of fun. And I'm just waiting on Melissa to get her results, which should be coming up here shortly. Um, the wands tend... Can you hear the music? No, huh? I can't hear it. The wands tend yeah. to um, reflect the wizard, according to Ollivander. And he has said repeatedly in the books that really short wands are often indicative of people with not great characteristics um so for instance umbridge dolores umbridge who most potterheads hate worse than voldemort um she had a very short wand it was like eight inches um mine is 11 and three-fourths which is pretty standard when i went to the um wizarding world of harry potter i my one souvenir that I absolutely had to have was a wand, and I chose to get Professor McGonagall's wand. Um, it just felt like a fit because I'm a teacher. Professor McGonagall's obviously a teacher. She's a Gryffindor. I'm a Gryffindor and all that good stuff. So I brought home her wand, and part of me would like to bring home Jenny Weasley's wand as well. So we'll see if I ever get back down there. Um, we'll see about what I bring home. Um, how's it going, Melissa? So I have a result. Okay. And I am a tortoiseshell cat. Interesting. A tortie. Yes. And I'm that. trying to figure out why. It should have a button that says more about my Patronus. It does. I click on it and it goes back to 
Let's see. Hold on. Maybe this is it. Okay. I found it. Um, Patronuses can change, um, but it's rare. Most Death Eaters could not cast a Patronus spell. I'm trying to see if there's anything like the stuff that you were just explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much in this. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to repeat all of that. Mm-hmm. Trying to find something that explains maybe why I got this. Mm-hmm. Instead of what they are, which is what I'm reading right now. Mm. Um. Yeah. It doesn't really Tell say a whole why. lot. It basically just tells me, you know, the history of Patronus, but okay. not why. Not why I got this. Okay. Maybe cool. I'm missing something. But we'll go over that. We'll I'll look more into that. But basically I'm a cat. Or not I'm a cat, but my Patronus is a cat. <laughs> oh, I could see that. Can you? Mm-hmm. I yeah, can see that. It's interesting. It's interesting that that's what it came up with with my answers, though. I don't even really remember my answers, but I was really surprised when I got a silver fox. I was like, hmm. Hmm. I thought it was interesting, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but they can change, you say. They I guess can. Depending on how you... Occasionally. I think, I think Severus Snape's changed over the years, like after... I think I think his change to be the doe, which was because he was in love with Harry's mom. Spoiler alert! But but you know what? Guess what? The spoiler. I, I shouldn't have to worry about spoilers for Harry Potter anymore because you know those books have been out for years. <laughs> if you don't know those things, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I I get it. I I thought that was fun. Like I enjoyed finding out what my Patronus was. I did. I liked finding that out. So. Cool. Well, I look forward to learning more about it. And this has been fun tonight. Yeah. To actually, now I can say Same. with confidence <laughs> that I, I am. am a Hufflepuff. Yes. <laughs> what is your significant other? Has he done this? No, no. I'll have to get him to do it. Yeah. My see. significant other, surprisingly to no one. Is a Gryffindor. Hmm. I don't think I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that my significant other is a Gryffindor. If I had to guess, I would say he's a Hufflepuff too. But I'm <sighs> I'm gonna. <laughs> no, no, no. He's you don't not. think so? Uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, uh. No, no. Okay. He's a Gryffindor. Tends to run in families. And I could just see the sorting hat doing what it did to Ron. Another Weasley. I know just what to do with you. Gryffindor. (laughs) I get the feeling it would be something like that. Oh, another one of these. Huh. Gryffindor. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Well, now we need to go back to, um, you know, I've been to Universal Studios. Mm. um, And now we need to go back. And I can throw a lot of money away on some Harry Potter 
some Hufflepuff swag. Swag, yeah. Swag. <laughs> I'll make oh. a Potter head of you yet. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So that was fun. Um, it was. That was all a lot right. of fun. Well, I think. Do we have anything else we need to talk about tonight, or are we gonna we're gonna be calling it a night? I think we're gonna call it a night. But that was it was a good, lighthearted, fun podcast. And if you once we got um, past mother. <laughs> Right. And the <laughs> I feel pretty discussion. So, yeah. wow, it was pretty serious to begin with. And then it yeah. then it got lighthearted. So yeah. balance, balance. There We've it talked is. about balance so many times. There it is. This was very well balanced we, podcast. We <laughs> are demonstrating the skill. We are modeling the appropriate behavior of balance forever. Teacher, am I? There you go. That's what we're doing. Um <laughs> We do really appreciate y'all listening to us. And um, if you enjoy our podcast, we really would appreciate a five-star review on iTunes um, because it does help us out for people to find us. But um, no worries. If you just enjoy listening, by all means, please continue listening. And I am going to sign out this evening and say, may the force be with you. And as always truth and justice. Bye y'all. Good night.